previously on the Infinite Escape Room. And transported every person who thinks wrestling is real to the moon. Thomas the Tank Engine and the AK-47. That was beginning to sound like the bad ending. An appendage of which you could hold on to. Where he transforms from Space Fondler to Space Vesta. Welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of geographically diverse chums come together, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm Ben Levy-Griffiths, and this week I am drinking a Soul Fix, which is apparently a coffee milk stout and has a picture of the Grim Reaper on the front of it. Positive. Fitting for Halloween? I, well, this is it. I, I picked it for two reasons. One... Uh, it goes off at the end of next month. And... <laughs> I've never had beer go off. <laughs> I, uh, so Faye bought it and then was unable to drink it. And I don't drink a lot of beer. So, um, yeah, so it, it's it's stayed in the cupboard. Um, and, and yes, exactly. It's got a Grim Reaper on the front of it. And I was like, it's Halloween tonight. <clears throat> um, so why not? How's it been for, for you guys? I mean, we've got we've got heavy, heavy rain here. Hmm. So every single child's costume has been a drowning victim. <laughs> we we don't have any children here. Um, they they don't come. Uh, wow, it's difficult to find our house Stephen anyway. King. Yeah, your 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 door is like hidden, isn't it? Like I have to, I have hmm. a video of how to get to our house. Um, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's not. People. Yeah, <laughs> was that um, intentional? No, no. Um, but it's worked out quite nicely uh, in terms of like you know. Halloween. Keeping children away, um, yeah. But in terms of having actual guests or getting deliveries, it's pretty abysmal. But no, we did take the dog out for a walk earlier and it absolutely pissed it down. And he got about five minutes in and was like, I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> he gets very soggy though. Yes, yeah. I, I'm guessing, Laura, yours, your weather is probably the same as Dom's. Similar, yeah. It, it, it we tend to get it half an hour later. Yeah. Ah. So there could be next door's door being rung because there is kids next door. So I quickly turned the lights off because I don't have any sweets or anything in. And then I could hear a noise like, is that rain? I was like, oh, that's a lot of rain. <laughs> <laughs> and then some screaming as the kids ran. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have any candy, but here's a spare bottle of bleak. <laughs> <laughs> I have brandy chocolates. Um, <laughs> Joining me this week, we have in whatever order you like. Me, sir, me. <laughs> Can I go first? Only if you do it in that voice. <laughs> Hello, I'm Alid, and I'm drinking water. Yay! Nice. And I've done it in the voice. <laughs> do we want to do the voice? Uh, it's optional. Struggling my own voice at the minute. So. <laughs> I'm Laura, and I'm drinking a wet wine spritzer, but I'm not sure what it tastes like, because post-COVID, I can't taste a thing. <laughs> oh, Are you at least still getting the, al- the, the alcoholic benefits of um, oh, yeah. drinking it? Yeah. Oh, that's all right then. Before you go, Dom, I'm going to have to tell you that uh, whatever voice you do this in, you've got to do for the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to go with mine then, because <laughs> I am awful at sustaining um, accents or voices. Um, you should hear my American. Um, I'm Dom, and I am drinking a pint of lager. Oh, any particular lager? Yes, it is um, Cronenberg, 1664. In a tin. In a, in a tin, yes. Um, I know you, you went to great lengths to pour yours, but uh, in audio it's all the same and this keeps it colder for longer. Probably, yes. Mine also came from a tin. Um, 
which is good because then you don't get the the photosynthesized alcohol. What? Never buy beer in glass bottles or or, or wine because um, alcohol is photosensitive, and so if it, when there's light. Sorry, it, are you saying you buy cans of, of wine? Or do you buy those like squishy? <laughs> no, no, no. You no, buy the boxes, clear bottles, Box. clear bottles of. Oh right, of, of, buy the bottles boxes. of wine. Or clear bottles of beer. Um, green and brown bottles are absolutely mm. fine because they block the um, the the. Ah, which is presumably why those bottles exist. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, Cronenberg doesn't have much of a flavour to lose. So. <laughs> I suppose I can't taste anything at the minute, so it doesn't really matter what wine I drink. Now's the time to buy all those cheap clear bottles of, of wine. The, the squeezy squash bottle ones you get in France so I don't live on those. Picnic wine. Laura, why weren't you in work yesterday? Well, I had a lot of wine because I could. It was awful, probably. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I felt great at the time. I, now I also feel awful. <laughs> my cousin lived in France for a year when we were in uni and I went to go stay with her. She lived in Bordeaux and we bought one euro wine, which at the time was 88 pence. And we had to buy squash to make it drinkable because <laughs> it was so disgusting. You were putting summer fruit squash in it just so you could like get through it. But it was a euro, goddammit. I've beat I can beat you by one cent in that when we were in Venice we managed to find some ninety-nine cent white wine. Ooh. And it was vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my dad went to France when he was I, I guess maybe late teens, early twenties, and um said that that uh, very similar, you know, that, that there was extremely cheap wine there. And so they that, and there was a guy that was like a French guy at the supermarket that was just like putting loads of it in there. Uh, trolley and so they're like oh that must be the good stuff so they got a bunch of it and he said it was the good stuff at about the third bottle <laughs> <laughs> but before then it was awful industrial cleaning that is like the fact that you said there was a french guy in france <laughs> they were in a french supermarket and there was this french guy there <laughs> there's also an english guy there <laughs> i take alice's point you could have just said a guy i wouldn't have assumed he'd be like really what was he german what was he doing there yeah. True. I, I probably should, I, maybe it would have been better to have said native. Yeah, local. <laughs> local, yeah, local. Native sounds a bit colonial, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> that was close. Before we begin, I'd like to thank our Patreons for their continued support, and I'd like to give a special shout out to some of our supporters Dave Shaw, Tonye BT Halvorsen, and Maggie B. Thanks very much to all of you for helping keep the show on the metaphoric road. Thank you. Right then, just what is the infinite escape room? Well, it's like any other escape room you may be familiar with, but this one reaches across all known themes, retail parks and dimensions. And because it's infinite, there is no end. Every room in the infinite escape room links into the next in one big never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room while the others try and solve it. If you don't escape, then terrible things shall befall you. And if you break anything, you will lose your deposit, which this week is the moon. Wow. No, but what will all those werewolves do? It might mess, that will mess the with the tides as well. Yeah. Yeah. It'll mess with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those yeah. two. Mm. No more solar eclipses, I imagine, either. We just had one, didn't we? Partial one. We did. I'm... Yeah. I'm uh, big enough to say that I did look at it despite all of the warnings, but I was wearing two pairs of sunglasses. <laughs> I didn't it know you had it. But I saw it. 
and I can still see it now. <laughs> well, that was actually it. You could see it a lot better in the afterimage than you could. Uh... <laughs> I, I remember back in '99, they were like, "Oh, you don't don't look at that." And there was people that I was with that had the the crappy like film mm. glasses that that didn't seem to do anything. If you looked at the sun through them. In fact, I've got a feeling that they came with instructions not to look at the sun with them, if I remember <laughs> rightly. Um, and I was with another person that had a welding, um, like a welding visor, Mask. could not see anything through it. <laughs> like even like when, before the or just after the eclipse had happened and the sun was back out, we tried and you got like a little pinprick of light. <laughs> it was useless. Well, that's the thing is when it's a full eclipse, it, it's, it's really, it's fine to look at because the sun Absolutely. isn't there. Yes, you're looking at the arse of the moon. Yeah. Um. <laughs> or the, the face, right? We, we never get to see the arse. You have to fly around it for that. I guess it's dark, so you wouldn't know. It's always mooning you, though. <laughs> the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> <laughs> Although, of course, the dark side of the moon isn't actually dark, is it? It's just I, I did spend a lot of time assuming that the dark side of the moon meant it didn't get any sunlight. But, of course, it does because it goes around the Earth. It's dark in that we can't see it. It's not actually physically dark. It gets lit every day. As in, like, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? Oh, dear. Are we ready? Yeah. As ever. Always. <laughs> Let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time on the infinite escape room. The team found themselves stuck in space after being catapulted there in a skip. After getting their bearings, they found themselves hurtling towards the moon. The trio thrust their way to an old lander and managed to retrothrust to slow their collision. Landing on the moon, the team found themselves confronted by two space hillbillies, one holding a shotgun and the other playing a banjo. Behind them, a moon laser the size of a cruise liner is being constructed. Along its sizable shaft are the words, Make America Great Again. You reckon that your monkey legs can probably outrun these space hillbillies. You twist around to try and run off. I should just, uh, for anyone that's not been following along yet, your monkeys. Yeah, I have been following along. It was because, so you could write Shakespeare, I think, wasn't it? Oh, it followed on from John's. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Uh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I was there. Uh, I, I think makes sense is a stretch, but... Every room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're trying to run away. The shotgun fires, and thanks to the vacuum of space, nothing happens. You look over your shoulders and see a very confused man. But the confusion is short-lived and replaced by sheer anger. He smashes the button on his wrist and red lights start to flash. You see workers around the laser look up and start to run towards you. You grab hold of the old lander module and ram it into thrust again as the horde comes towards you. The lander module splutters into life and lurches up and away from the ground before turning downwards, skipping several times across the lunar landscape, colliding with a space hillbilly and sputtering into an eventual death. The, the lander, that is, not, not you. Getting to your monkey feet, you look around. You see a large metal door protruding from the ground. As if guarding some underground bunker, it looms above you. The remnants of the lander lie in tatters, with a hillbilly crushed under it. Turning to where you came from, the horde is still after you. The large laser is emblazoned with the slogan of the former American president still visible beyond them. You reckon it'll take them about 30 minutes to get to you. What would you like to do? 
And if you just bear with me one second, capture your thoughts and uh, uh, all that jazz. I'm going to actually put the timer on because I didn't get that bit ready. <laughs> hmm. So I think my first thing is that if we break anything, what we are standing on will cease to exist. I feel like we can use that. All of our problems will go away if we just smash something, because then the moon will go and... and... All of our problems would go away if we would. (laughs) (laughs) I'm up for that. Um, Just your time starts. (laughs) Should we have a look at this metal door then? Yeah, I think so. Looking at the large metal door, you can see that it um, is in two halves. You're not quite sure whether it opens away from each other from the middle, or whether one folds into the other, like a um, almost like a louvre door, like a like a like a pocket door inside a pocket door. Maybe you're not sure. It doesn't seem important. <laughs> I'm definitely um, not sure. But it's a very large, big door. On the door is a slightly smaller door. In fact, quite a smaller door. You couldn't fit into it. That door, you can touch the door because it's got a hinge on it, uh, but it appears to be uh, bolted or screwed shut. To the left of the door, there is a keypad on a pole, very much like the keypad that you get when you go to a um, car wash. And to the right of the door, there is a vending machine. Ooh, vending machine. Would you like to have a look at the vending machine? Always. Can can we? Uh, There is a picture of it in the... Discord channel, and there will be one in the show notes. Dear listener, if only you could see the bemused faces of... Uh... Why did you have to put it all sideways? Yeah. Please feel free to describe what you can see. Oh, right. So, okay, yeah. So there's a, um, a keypad to the to the side below a coin slot. The keypad is um, uh, zero to nine. Uh, there's a big old thing at the bottom, like a flap saying push. Um, there is a change slot, interestingly, and the items are numbered one to 20, and they are Amaranto, which I don't know what it is. Fun Dip, which uh, I, I don't know what it is. Yes, you do. It's the Sherbet Dib Dabs. Oh, right. Oh, it's the, the legally distinct <laughs> Dib Dabs. Yeah. Um, agar Worms, which uh, Agar is, is jelly, right? Yeah. Uh, Juvelin, which sounds like a pharmaceutical product. It does. A Hershey Kiss, which I do know and isn't legally distinct. <laughs> Coke bottles, uh, Mars, Igloo pops, Bazooka, Reese's, Polos, Butterfingers, Nom Noms, Yum Yums, Opal Fruits, Sour Worms, Zingy Zaps, Wine Gums, Clinkers and Green Candy. Huh. I know what some of those things are. I like how they called it Opal Fruits and not Starbucks. <laughs> Takes you back 20 odd years. It's my assumption uh, just um, that, that almost all of these uh, came off a website for American candy. So it's my assumption uh, that they still call them Opal Fruits in America. And I think they call them Starbucks now as well. I thought they'd reverted back to Opal Fruits. Well, maybe they did. They were Starburst for a while. They were. They went from Opal Fruits to Starburst. I'm pretty sure they're back as Opal Fruits. Fair enough. Because it wouldn't surprise me if the European market was different to the American yeah. market and we got well, an, put into the European market. An American market. Mars bar is a bounty. What? A bounty? Yeah, so really? Mars in America no. has coconut in it. Wait, what do they call a real Mars bar then? I can't remember. Nougat. Nougat. There, there is something else they call it. Because I think they've got they've got a Milky Way, which is different as well to our Milky Way. They call it just a different... Is it... It's got like... Andromeda. It's, Saturn. No, it's, it's got a name of like Pluto. another chocolate bar. So like a Mars might be like a Milky Way, but then a... Their Mars bars are a bounty because it's like Mars bars have coconut in them. No, they don't. That's a bounty. That's weird. Yeah. 
Some things have just slightly different names. Anyway, we're getting way late for chocolates. Sorry. <laughs> Um, 25 minutes remaining so mm-hmm. hopefully we don't need to know what what these are because mm. i've no idea what am- amaranto is no a figure pops up and says can you list the ingredients of each of these <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah we can uh, okay i don't think i'll be able to list the ingredients of a chocolate digestive no chocolate and digestive surely <laughs> <laughs> is there any power running to this vending machine uh you can hear a hum to it yes does it have any indication on it that I can't see that denotes what currency it accepts? No. Do we have any currency on our person? You do not. Okay. Can I okay. press zero one? Uh, you press zero one, uh, nothing happens. All right, fine. I press 19. Uh, you press one nine and nothing happens. Is there anything in the change slot? Is there any? Uh, you have a little fumble around. Uh, there is no change. There's a you know bit of lunar dust in there. Can we push the push button and see what's in there? Yeah, you push the push button, uh, push the push flap, and uh, you can see sort of like where all the confectionery would drop into. Uh, you would assume it would drop on the moon, I suppose. But uh, no, there's nothing in there. Again, apart from some remnants of lunar dust. So we have long, thin monkey arms, right? <laughs> and tails. We have yeah. tails. Um, I, wait, a monkey tail's prehensile? What breed of monkey are we? They're prehensile. I'm Why sure. would they be outside of the spacesuit? Uh, yeah, well, let's go back to the arm idea. <laughs> um, your, your, the arm with the uh, with the spacesuit on it. Thank you, Laura. Is uh, far too chunky. <laughs> to round the. Damn it. <laughs> are our tails inside or outside our spacesuits? Of course, they're inside, and it's getting quite uncomfortable, actually. Is it threaded down a leg? Where, where is <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's our third leg. Uh, there we go. Next to our Willy. <laughs> um, who, who said you're all male? <laughs> well, I, I did say our, so I assume one of us has it, and we we share. It's communal collective right. one. <laughs> um, can we have a look at the keypad on the other side? Uh, you can do. Yes, it looks um, basically identical to the one on the vending machine. Uh, one to nine with zero at the bottom. There's also an enter and clear button for that. Okay. Are any of the buttons worn? More than others? No. Okay. Is there anything else on the door? There's that tiny door. Um, sorry, just uh, also to the keypad. Do you see that there is an LED on the keypad that is not powered on on the uh, for the for the for the door you issue? Okay. Uh, the little door uh, requires a crosshead screwdriver by the looks of things to get to get into it. There's a, a couple of screws. Top and bottom on one of the sides. And there's nothing on the big doors that we can see? Nope. It looks like uh, a few things have hit it over time. There's some scratches and dints in it, but um, they, they, the structural integrity is sound. And the crashed lunar module, is that still just around us? Uh, yep, it's uh, just behind you with a space hillbilly underneath it. Uh, are his legs poking out, sort of, a la... Like the, like the Wicked Witch. Uh, Wicked Witch, yes. yes. Yes, because it's Halloween, very much so. Um, his spacesuit actually has stripes running up the leg. <laughs> yeah. Can we take his shoes off and see if his legs vanish? <laughs> well, no, not do that yet. I was going to see if he had any pockets visible that he might have a screwdriver in. Uh, would you like to inspect the hillbilly? Please. Looking around the uh, the hillbilly and, and uh, inspecting, does in fact have a screwdriver like uh, connected by a magnet to his arm. Is it a crosshead screwdriver? Does appear to be, yeah. Fantastic. What are the chances? Can we try and open the little door? You can do. You uh, use the screwdriver to open the two screws, take the two screws out, um, open the little hatch, and inside, and this is the bit that I didn't write, I just <laughs> need to remember it. 
Um, this appears to be some sort of a service hatch. Required a screwdriver to get in. Uh, you know that. We've just done that bit. It has a little note that says to... What does it say? I'm uh, not sure. <laughs> is it I in your handwriting? For a second. Well, <laughs> yes, it's in my handwriting. Oh, no, no. I didn't write what it. I didn't write what it says. I just know what it does. <laughs> <laughs> There's what looks like a little um, uh, reciprocal for like a, a little sort of threaded thing that you could um, thread something up and into. And then there's a note next to it to say basically that that's what you uh, you you can put something there to like for emergency powered to the door. Okay, so. So it's like a like a socket. I don't know what. We're yeah, like a, like a like a canister of some description. Okay, so it's like a, a screw hole. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like uh, if you imagine like uh, a, a bottle of Coca Cola, it's the the cap bit that goes into like a tube rather than mm. a, a cap. It's interesting you say bottle of Coca Cola because we we have some Coke have bottles, Coke and... bottles, right? Oh yeah, no, um, not 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 they're they're, they're gummies. Oh okay. Uh, I, th- I thought you were because <laughs> there's no other there's no drinks in this machine. No. Okay. I'm going to resume the timer after I've... I guess that would be... Drinks would be problematic uh, in low gravity anyway. Especially carbonated ones. (laughs) Yeah. We would actually just set off, wouldn't we? We would leave the moon. Um, Are there any screws on the front of the um, vending machine? Uh, There appears to not be any screws on the front, sides, bottom, top or rear. Okay. I think you covered everything there. (laughs) Um, oh, I was going to say smash the glass, but then we'll blow up the moon. I don't think we'll, we'll blow it up. It will just, we'll just lose it. Cease it to be. Cease to be. Yeah, and if you do that, my negative ending doesn't even uh, work. You know you said there was a part of the puzzle that you hadn't written yet. <laughs> I just told you it. <laughs> Anytime you mention the moon, just don't. That's that's how you do the ending. <clears throat> yes. Sorry, that- John. <laughs> um, is there anything around us that we haven't looked at? You have looked at the door and the service hatch. You've looked at the keypad to the left and the vending machine to the right. You've looked at the space hillbilly, and there's basically nothing left of the lander to to mention. Okay. He doesn't have any money in his space dungarees. He's a hillbilly. Does not. No. <laughs> okay. Do we have any money in our pockets? No. Oh, that's not, you have not. You've not inspected yourselves. Oh, oh I, can, I inspect myself. <laughs> can you hear that rain? Yeah. yeah. Discord probably. You can. I. I. My uh, laptop fan is very loud, so I can basically only hear that. But I'll believe you. It's very heavy here. Uh, it doesn't help that I'm in the attic, so it's yeah. And you've got skylights, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I could open it, and it wouldn't uh, wouldn't hear it on the glass end, but I'd be getting wet. Yeah, and you've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> when we didn't have carpet down tonight. Decided to try and build a swimming pool up here. Um, <laughs> yes, you haven't inspected yourselves. May I inspect myself, please? Can I you also can inspect Alid? <laughs> <laughs> you can do. You, uh, so, you inspect all of yourselves together, uh, I think is probably the best way to do this. Um, so, you'll recall from last time, because uh, you were there, obviously, <laughs> that each of your suits had an RCS thruster on the back. And two of you made use of it. There's a uh, a button on your forearm that you used to uh, enact it. Looking around the rest of the suit, you can see that there is a, almost like a backpack on you uh, that, that has the thruster in. Um, and there are some clips keeping that thruster pack closed. I will also tell you right now that depending on what you do, you may shortcut to the negative end. <laughs> oh, dear. I.e. don't use the thrusters when you're in zero gravity. What? Or- 
power in the thrusters? Is it something that we well, can that's what I was thinking. screw is, is onto the kind of... thing? Is there like yeah. a canister? Could we unclip one of the used ones to see what's inside? Good thinking. Yeah, of course, yes. Um, let's say that Alid used his last time. So you um, you unclip the um, the thrust. He looks very confused. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember Alid? Always. <laughs> the monkey handling you, Alid. Um, they, uh, <laughs> they unclip Alid's um, sort of thruster backpack. And yes, indeed, you see what looks like almost a soda stream bottle inside. I guess that. Yeah, it's a cheap solution. Cool. So it's the type of thing um, that would work. And the two used ones are empty, I would assume. Yes, you you take Alids out, let's say, and you give it a bit of a shake. And even through the vacuum of space, you know that you can neither hear nor you'll actually feel anything. Okay. You can't feel like uh, anything in there. So then do we maybe disconnect the I, unused one and connect that up to the... I don't know, because he said about he said about triggering the bad ending. I don't want to do something too soon now. But knowing Ben, that could be a double bluff to make us purposely whittle down the timer. You've got approaching 15 minutes remaining. Ten minutes time. So we're halfway. Hang on. Anything with the... Sorry, go on. Just because one person hits the negative ending doesn't mean all three of us can hit the negative ending. I'm pretty sure it would. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Drat. But we haven't really got any other leads at the moment. No. Sure. What do you think? Do we give it a go? I'm tempted to, because I don't know what else we could do otherwise, because we don't have anything, any way of getting anything out of this, or what we'd need to get out of this vending machine. Not without vanishing the moon. Yeah, and then is it worth uh, hooking up the one of the empty bottles first just to make sure they fit? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. You can try that if you like. Yeah, let's take Alid's uh, empty bottle and see if it fits. Cool. So you uh, put the empty bottle into the service hatch and uh, mm-hmm. offer up the receptor, the receiving end. And yes, it does appear to fit very snugly. It even kind of clicks into place for the last uh, last little bit. And nothing happens because it's empty, I'm assuming? Yes. Are there okay. any buttons or anything around that or will it work immediately? Uh, you can't see any buttons. There's a, a small display that is currently blank. Mm, the LED. Uh, no, sorry, a separate one in, inside the service hatch. Okay. So I think one problem we're going to have is that if we unscrew the bottle uh, without securing it somehow, it's just going to vent out immediately, isn't it? Mm. How are we going to get it out of the pack and into the machine, seeing as it doesn't come with a lid? Does it seem like we could disengage it from the pack without it just uh, venting? If you look at the empty one that you've taken already uh, and you look at that, it does remind you awfully like the kind of gas canisters you get when you go camping. So it's got a, a valve. Sorry, I don't really go camping. It's Yeah, it needs some sort of attachment to release. Yeah. Yes, as, as you sort of um, attach it to the thing, that's when it will uh, will release, is, is okay. what you reckon. Okay, so we could unhook it then and attach it and we wouldn't, we'd lose a little bit, obviously, from the small release of air, but do we want to try it? I, I don't have any other ideas of what we could do. Yeah, I think so. Alan? Yeah. I oh uh, no, yeah. I will defer to you. <laughs> Wait, you're not going to take any responsibility. No, no, at all. <laughs> Inaction is action. Oh, yeah, I don't have any other ideas. There's nothing else we're missing. How is the vending machine powered? Uh, you can see a great big thick cable. Uh, if you like, get down on your hands and knees and have a look under. Mm. There's a great big thick cable going uh, like directly into the bottom of it from the ground. You you can't reach it if there's not enough room between the bottom, but that's wonderfully powered. Oh. Moon dust. Okay, so what if we're not supposed to use the vending machine 
as a vending machine, but instead it's just the numbers possibly of the items. But I don't know what else what we'd be able to use to open the door number wise. It's just yeah. sweets. So maybe we don't need to power it on. I mean, it is powered, it is powered on. on. We're trying to power on it. the keypad, aren't we? But then why would it be powered on if we don't actually need to use it? The thing is, we've got no currency to make it dispense. Yeah. So do we need to have the other thing on in order to get what we need from there? If it wasn't on, the things in it might go bad. <laughs> <laughs> These are American candy. They could survive the nuclear, nuclear holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I would say rock the machine and get the sweets out, but I know I'm going to get shouted at for that, so I'm not going to rock the machine. This isn't real life. You look into the distance, and you can still see the uh, the laser with "Make America Great Again" written on it. And the hillbillies are roughly eleven minutes away. Should we just? Well, unless anybody's got any other ideas, and we get a steer. Yeah, yeah I think, I think we, go, we go for it. Yep. Okay, so you're going to screw it into the receptacle. Yeah. Yes. Let me scroll down to the end of my. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you screw it in you, you, when you unscrew it you hear like a gentle as uh, just a little bit escapes then yes as you screw it back in just a little bit of escapes uh, the led in the or the the led display inside the service hatch pops on and starts a little countdown you've got 15 minutes from that point it looks like that's how much power you've got for the door oh that's fine because we've got 10 and a half minutes the led on the numpad to the left lights up okay so we've now got power does anything display on it? Or is there like a number of gaps to fill or was it just lit? Nope, it's just a little LED. There's no, uh, no display Oh, just a little light. Okay, I have no idea. <laughs> if you were to take an absolute guess, you would probably think that you were looking for eight digits. Eight. So that would be four oh, sweeties. Four sweets, yeah. So there's only one that directly relates to space. Mars. Yeah. We've got... Bazooka, that's kind of hillbilly because it's a gun. I'm just thinking um, about the make it. Ben keeps mentioning the Make America Great Again on the side of the. Oh, Make oh. America Great Again. So that'd be Mars, Amaranto, Hershey Kiss. Hershey Kiss? Wait, wait Ma- how do you Maga. spell Hershey? <laughs> <laughs> green Candy. So then Green Candy. And then Agar Worms. Another maybe. Agar Worms. So we don't know. The order of that, though. Zero seven, zero one, two zero, zero three. Yeah, let's try it. Could we try putting that the pin code? You do that, and I presume press enter. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. So you do that, and you press enter. The door stutters open, and you see oxygen rolling out of an airlock, condensing immediately. You hurry into the airlock and smash the close and lock button. Air floods into the room, and finally remove your space helmets. The door on the opposite side of the room opens and you see a long, bright corridor stretch ahead of you. You tentatively walk down it and hear voices coming from a slightly open door. Peering into the room, you see a group of men and women in suits. Standing at the front of the room is multi-billionaire Elon Musk. Hmm. We believe we are ready to put the Tesla robots into full commercial production, Musk starts to say. A figure with their back to you raises a hand and asks... What testing have you already carried out? What makes the robots ready now? You see the annoyance in Elon's eyes. We have multiple high-profile robots already in place around the world as we speak. The highest-profile robot has recently vacated one of the most prestigious positions in modern civilization, the White House. 
A round of gasps escaped the small crowd. Yes, says Musk, Donald J. Trump is a Tesla robot. And what's more, so are many of the leaders around the world. You back away from the door to consider your next action. Uh, congratulations, you've solved my puzzle Yay. with eight minutes and 42 seconds remaining. Hooray. Yay. Well done. Out of interest, if we'd put the A's around the other way, would it also have worked or do we have to just guess that? You had to, in theory, guess it, but uh, I gave you a admittedly slight key, as it were, to, to get in. So make is M-A-K, Mars is M-A, America is A-M, and so is Amaranto. Amaranto. Great starts with G-R, uh, as does Green Candy, and again starts with A-G, as does A-Girlworms. And A-Girlworms was the only one that I found that wasn't a, an official American candy. I just needed something to work. <laughs> I was I, I was wondering if it was a date, because it's 0701-2003, so I was wondering if something had happened on the 7th of the 1st, 2003. <laughs> it is. Would you like to, to hazard a guess? Um... Oh, is it when something to do with SpaceX, maybe, when or Elon Musk started doing something? It's the founding date of Tesla Motors. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Very clever. Hmm. It's this is why I needed 20 candies. <laughs> if I'd remembered that, then I would have gotten it right away. <laughs> but I, I, it was the American dating, you know, I, I was thinking that would be the 1st of July. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was my... 12th birthday. Congratulations for being 12 on the day that uh, Tesla was founded. Well, no, I, I wasn't because it's the 7 and the 1 around the wrong way. Oh, I see. Sorry. Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. And as mentioned at the top of the show, we're also on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash the infinite escape room, where you can listen to episodes a week early, when I remember to get them out, have your name mentioned on the show, get unedited episodes and more. We love you lots, and we hope to see you next time in another infinite escape room. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.